4. Ecclesiastes 4. Appreciate what God is doing. And I believe there's greater that is ahead of us if we can just let God lead us. And I mean that for all of us. I want you to be always praying for me that God would give me direction, wisdom, vision. And um, I'm praying for you for the same. Amen. That we can together just move forward in God. Ecclesiastes 4. Before we read it, of course, let's pray. Father, thank you again for, Lord, your beautiful presence here tonight. And I believe you've touched and helped, Lord, some that are fighting battles. Lord, you have, God, just worked tonight. The miracles that have happened, we have yet to just see the results of God. But we believe, Lord, that your presence here made a difference God, in lives that need a touch, that need your strength and help. And God, we pray tonight in Jesus' name that you would anoint your word to our hearts, God. Give us all an ear to hear what your spirit would say. Help us receive everything that you have for us and let it work in us your will and accomplish, Lord, your will. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Ecclesiastes 4. Verse 9 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. God bless you. You can be seated. I um, see a lot going on like a lot of people do in this world today. And, you know, it is amazing to me as we see these end times wrapping up, the hatred, the disunity, We've always really had battles and struggles around us, but I I really believe more than ever before we see division in our nation, we see division in families, see division in so many different parts of our, our world and our culture, and I do believe the devil's behind it. Amen. I believe there is a plan. To destroy so much of the structure and the boundaries that are based on righteousness and on truth. Amen. I I do believe without a doubt that there are manipulating forces behind a lot of what we see that are trying to tear people apart. Racial tension that ought to be better than ever seems like it's worse than ever. Amen. Amen. Political situations can't even have a reasonable conversation with somebody. Amen. Families and homes filled with hatred rather than unity. And I know, I, I know the word, word unity has, has been, it's obviously a, a Bible word, but I feel like so many really, really don't grasp what God is trying to do in the church and and bind our hearts together. 
Amen. Can I tell you the Holy Ghost will make us one? It's not going to be any other way. It's not going to be us trying our best. It's going to be when we submit and surrender to God, we're praying and we're filled up with God like we ought to be. I'll tell you, we'll love one another. We'll serve one another. We'll care about one another. And if we're going to accomplish the will of God, I know there's a lot of people that you might say when you look around, well, eh, there's, there's a lot of problem with, with holiness and righteousness and, and, and things just, just going the wrong way and slowly but surely just, just people compromising in, in, in their, in their lifestyle of, of staying away from sin as far as you can away from it. I'd agree with you. Amen. And we deal with that. A lot of people that have strayed from from doctrine and from sound doctrine of what the Bible really teaches for this idea that, hey, everybody uh, can have their own opinion on things. And a lot of folks just losing the idea that, hey, there is a a Bible that is the truth, and the truth is what's going to make you free. But I want to tell you, amongst folks that know that there's got to be truth and there's got to be holiness, without which no man will see the Lord, is what the book of Hebrews says. Amen? Kind of lose out with the understanding that that we can't be Christ-like and be at each other's throats. We can't be pleasing to God. God's got a work to do in this last day, and He cares about it. God said, I'm building my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I'm telling you, we need to be able to not only stay with His truth and not backslide, walk in His holiness and not compromise. Amen? And have our mind and heart set on God. What is your will? I must be about my father's business. And it amazes me. And I say that because it disgusts me is probably too too much to say. But I'm telling you, there's people that come into church and they understand what it means to the, the importance of teamwork from a sports background amen they know what it's like to have a coach and have a team and and understand how to work together and build one another up amen to get a job done they get that they understand that they're they're taught that in drills and and coaching of, of how to work together to to win and they get that they know what it means to make a sacrifice play that, that the team is more important than the, the individual. I know Hollywood has made a difference, you know, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But they understand it in sports. They understand it with the military. They understand what it means, the whole idea of the hero that doesn't listen to commands, and he's a he, he's some some uh, uh, lone wolf that just goes in there and mows down the enemy and doesn't care what. That's not real. But the idea of being able to work together and fight together and or you die. People get that. They understand. They understand sometimes even even what it means to to work in a even in a factory where everybody on the line it matters. And if one place breaks down, we all break down. 
We understand in our families what it means that when one person just thinks like they have, uh, it, they're the only one that matters, how that, that hurts everybody, and how we all got to work together, how moms uh, uh, sacrifice and dads sacrifice. They, dads go to work, and, and, and maybe mom stays up all night with a, with a fevered child, and you understand what it means to say it's not all about what I want, but it's what's the best for the family, and then we come to church. And we come to church and, and forget that it's not about what pleases me and what furthers me, but it's about the kingdom of God and how God puts us together in a way that, that I, I, I gotta, I gotta make sure my brothers and sisters are strong because they're the ones praying for me. We get this idea we can do this alone. We got in a weird conversation the other day with some people. They're talking about your little toe and how important it is. And somebody said, oh, yeah, that's not that big of a deal. And somebody else says, oh, no, you can't hardly walk if, without, with, with balance and without that little toe. And, and uh, like I said, weird conversation. But I'm going to tell you, there's nobody in the house of God that we should look at as expendable. No, right. Right. Amen. Amen. But we forget that. We know we don't want to lose any part of this body. Hey, hey, can we... Make sure that's, uh, that's doing all right because if I bang that little toe, I'm going to need that later. Amen. We got this worldly idea. The world has put out the superstar, the lone wolf, the one that is the hero, which is so, so wrong. Something's going to happen. It's going to happen because the team is strong. Unity doesn't mean we all look the same at things the same way and think this, about things the same way. It doesn't mean we all have the same position. It doesn't mean we all have the same gifts. But it means we all have the same care for one another, like the Bible says. It means we are not lovers of our own selves. Amen. Isn't that what he said? The perilous times are going to come when people are more worried about themselves. Well, I'm going to give up, or I'm going to back up, or I'm going to fall, just go back into my little shell. And, and you don't care about what it, any, how it affects anybody else. Listen, that's selfish. Right. But when we can see, we can have a, it takes a revelation, really, that a lot of people don't get. It takes a revelation of what God's church really means to him. Yeah. And that I can see the church like God sees the church. Right. Amen. I know we say all the time, and and I'm not saying it's wrong. Oh, if it would be only me, God would have still done everything he did. Jesus would have still died on the cross for me. That's awesome. That's true. That's right. He loves you that much. But you know what? That's not the case. God's got a church. Amen. And we have to expand our vision to understand, hey, we uh, are part of something that is God's heart to, to move and to have a, a body and to work through that to influence and affect the world until he comes. Amen. That we might recognize how important it is when we walk in that door. Amen. I don't know how many times over the years I've heard people say, well, I made it right with God, but you know what? Everybody you hurt, you never thought about. Everybody you affected. 
I was talking to a brother this week about, about people who, who, who not only leave church and, and backslide and, and walk into the devil's arms and, and how tragic that is. But then after a while, they, they've got to affect and influence as many people as possible. They've got to put things online and on social media. Look at what I'm doing now. And I think so often, uh, not only is my heart broken for, for my friends, but I think about how God talked to David and said, I, I've forgiven you. It seemed like it happened so quickly. Nathan just says, God heard your prayer. God sees your confession, sees your brokenness. You're forgiven. But the damage you've done to the name of God and his kingdom, the reason what you've done will not just be overlooked. You have caused the enemy to blaspheme the name of God. And because of that, the sword will never depart from your home. Never. Not for a year, not for five years. David, the rest of your life, you're going to make it. But you're going to reap some things. Why is that? Because this is more about, than about me. It's more than about you. It's about his name and how he's glorified to this world through his people. Amen. That's why I said when you've done it unto the least of these, my brother, and you've done it unto me, you need to take the least in the church and say, hey, there's Jesus walking in the church. I want to treat him right. There's Jesus going through a trial. I want to help in the best way I can. That's what Jesus said. When you've done it, at least these, my brethren, you did it to me. To get a revelation of a fact that it's not just you getting to heaven. We're a family. Amen. We're a team. Jesus, the word of God says no man lives to himself. No man dies to himself. We've got a responsibility to work together and to see what God has brought us into as bigger than just us and our needs. Amen. We got to know what we're doing. What is God's will for a service even like this? What's God's will when we come into the house? What's God's, what is the vision? What's, what's God's purpose for us? Why, why are we doing this? And not only that, but when we walk out of this door, these doors, what's, what's God's will for our, for, for us and how can we work together effectively to accomplish it? Giving God glory, giving God honor, give, magnifying God, lifting Him up, worshiping Him, loving Him, and allowing uh, ourselves to be taught and led and discipled to be salt and light in this world and effectively reach people for the kingdom of God. That's not just... Your job. It's a, not just all of our jobs as individuals, but, but we're a team. We're working together. We need to look at our lives very seriously. You know, like I was saying earlier, when it comes to... I say the word leadership. That's a lot more than just, just the pastor. Every one of us, in one way or another, God puts you into a place that you... That he puts responsibility on you. He gives you direction to, it might be to reach your family, to help them. 
edify them, strengthen them, shine a light to people around you, lead them to Jesus. Whether you're a Sunday school teacher, a musician, uh, working uh, with the community and in, in the capacities that we've already talked about, that's leadership. You've got a responsibility. And what you've got to recognize is, number one, it's not just me, it's, it, it's part of the body. Part of the body's got to interact. It's not. It's not about heroes. It's not about look at me and and give me credit. It's about it's us. We all rejoice together. We all pray for one another. And there's times where we gotta kind of tap out, let somebody else help us out, work together, or or or, or do something that that maybe I can't do. But listen, just like we were saying about the family, the moms and the dads, dad going to work maybe, or um, or, or or mom or dad staying up and, and and doing things that they'd rather not be doing. You got to realize. It's not about your comfort a lot of times. It's about what's best for the kingdom of God. So a lot of times when you talk about, talk to pastors, they'll talk about somebody who's kingdom minded. They're, they, they're thinking, they're coming to church and they're thinking what's best for, for God's name, for God's will, for God's purpose, for God's people. They're not looking to promote themselves. They're not looking to, to like we talked about 1 Corinthians 13, uh, puff themselves up, vaunt themselves, push themselves forward. It's about us moving forward. Now, how can I be effective in, in, in seeing God's people, God's blessed, excel under the edifying of the church? True leadership really is difficult because you've got to make choices against your own best interests. Yeah. John 12, verse 42, says, Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because the Pharisees, they did not confess him. John 12, 42, it says they, they believed on him, some of the chief rulers, but they would not say, yeah, I love that. Wasn't that good? They just kind of like, uh, you know, lest they should be put out of the synagogue for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. You got to find out what God likes. You got to find out what God is interested in. Can I tell you something that God's not interested in your reputation? Not a bit. Jesus himself, read in the book of Philippians, took on himself the form of a servant. Somebody say it's servant. That's why we talk about a servant's heart. Somebody say it's servant. He took on himself no reputation, but became a servant, put on the form of a servant. Not looking for the praise of men, but what? is going to be best for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. What's going to be best for God's will? What's going to be most effective for, for God's vision to be moved forward? Amen. You got to think about that. I'll tell you what. A lot of where a lot of leaders fail. Where a lot of leaders fail, pastors, uh, and, and and anything else, is here what we're talking about. Because what happens is they come down and make a choice to say, "Well, this would be easier for me." 
So I'm going to do it that way. But the church suffers. Hello? This is going to go easier for my family, for my children, for my grandchildren. But it's not best for the kingdom of God. There's somebody in the church that's a giver. I'd hate to lose them because I'd lose a lot of money in the plate. So we're going to make sure that they're happy rather than do what's best. Hello? Oh, there's somebody that's going to just drive me crazy with, with their attitude. So I'm, I'm going to have to try to please them. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to be a leader, you're going to have to do things against your best will. And more for the kingdom of heaven. Take up a cross. Amen. I appreciate Sister Flosser so much. And I'm so thankful that we just we saw a lot of bad examples along the way. Overbearing, whether that's behind the scenes or right in front of everybody, women that feel like, hey, I'm I'm the neck that turns the head. <laughs> and I'm glad that we've got that squared away. Amen. Somebody say, What's the role of a pastor's wife? Well, that's it. She's my wife. She helps me. Anything else is bonus. You say, well, that's a way, you read your Bible. Amen. It's not, a, it's not an office. Amen. She don't tell me what to preach. I hardly ever tell her what I'm going to preach. Amen. There's been times already she's just made simple suggestions like any friend would. I'd say, you know what? You need to just not worry about that. You pray for me. Amen. If I, if I, but, but I'll tell you what. A lot of times, leaders, oh, my wife's going to give me headaches. So you compromise, and the kingdom of heaven suffers. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I, I love my children as much as anybody loves their children. They, they can't sway me when it comes to the will of God. My heart is broken today because sometimes where I said, no, you're just going to have to leave. Amen. Hard decisions that have been made. You say, Pastor, you know, that's I'm, I'm preaching to you because you're going to have to make those kind of decisions where it's like where you stop and say, wait a minute. It's not what I feel, what I like, what I want. I've got to pray and say, God, what's best for your family, for the team? What's going to further the church in the will of God to be more effective for the vision? Not what do I want? What's going to uplift me? I found out we were talking earlier about giving yourself away, giving your life, losing your life for ministering, servant's heart, that you'll, you'll be so much more blessed and so much more happy the more you learn how to stop worrying about all the things that are, are bothering you and up against and just start loving, doing, ministering. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. You find a lot of examples of that just in church. The more you start getting out of your comfort zone and just try to be a blessing to somebody. Try to be a help to somebody. All of a sudden, you're 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 growing and you're you're blessed. And the devil's got a lot less power over you because you're just you're just working for the kingdom of God, and you don't have time to worry about a lot of things. You don't have time to be 
tied up with a lot of petty little things that aren't really going to matter a whole lot just to worry about. But because you're busy thinking about God, I want to I want to be a blessing. You can't compromise. And it's that's that's generally a lot of problems we've had over the years. It's oh, the pastor doesn't like me. No, it's just it's not what I'm here to do. It's not because I'm your friend. It's because it's because what's best. I've got to be able to stand at the end of the day and 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 sleep at the end of the day and say, you know what? I've got to be convinced, God, this is best and do my best to to make that decision. that's going to be best for God's people. And every one of us is going to have to do that. Amen. So what can I do? What can I do? How, how, you know, you're talking about leading and, and do, just, just open up your eyes and, and be a blessing every chance you get. Say, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast and I'm going to, I want to find out where, what my, uh, my calling is, my gift is, my, uh, you know what? Just start helping people. Just start praying like you care about the kingdom of God. Start looking for opportunities to bless somebody. Amen. If, and, and after a while, there's going to be some things that maybe aren't your, your, uh, your strength. But you know what? After a while, you're going to find out there's some things you do better than anybody else does. Amen. You're going to find out the more you do, the more you bless, the more you give. You're going to find out that, that God starts opening doors and you start seeing your strengths not only come forward, but start to develop into something that maybe even you didn't realize. Because you're doing. Amen. You, you might not always just be called to, to make sure, uh, to grab a plunger and make sure everything's flowing through the pipes better. Amen. In the bathroom. It might not always be just just maybe cutting the grass or doing something like that, but but when you put your heart into doing the will of God, you're going to find out. Wow, God, you led here, you opened here because, and I saw it. I was available, and I was aware of 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 and bold enough to just say, "I'm going to help. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a blessing." And, and hey, that was that worked out pretty good. That was. That was almost supernatural the way God worked. God gave me help to to pray that prayer, to to be a blessing in that way. God used me to say the right things or just to do the right thing, to to make a connection, to to be a, a more than just a, a just just doing something, but a help and a blessing. And, and I want to do more of that. I want to. We already quoted there from 1 Corinthians 14, excel unto the edifying of the church. See, your strengths, your blessings weren't given to you to, to hoard to yourself and to be blessed. They were, they were given to you to be a blessing. Your gift was given to you to, to work, <laughs> to help, to, to strengthen. You'll see. What it says, and we, we've quoted this here recently, 1 Corinthians 14, says, seek the best gifts. What, what are the best gifts? The ones that edify the most. Right. Amen. Say, so I really, I really want to, want to see, I'd like to see healing work through my hands. 
there's nothing wrong with that. Is there somebody sick that you that does that bother you that they're sick? Do you care about them? Do you want to see them? Is there somebody sick? Because that's going to be the best gift for them, probably. But if they're not, and you're just thinking, "Whoa, that'd be neat. That's like, whoo, that's that. That'd get people's attention. That'd be a superpower. You don't care about sick people. You just think that'd be, ah, I'm a, I've got healing. I got a gift of healing. He's the healer. And when you get your focus on the idea that he's the healer, you can't heal anybody. He's a healer. And that you have compassion for people that are sick. Amen. Oh, I'd like to see people delivered. I'd like to see demons cast out. That's Bible. He said, in my name, you'll cast out devils. Do you care about people? Do you see people full of the devil and say, does your heart go out to them? Does it break for them? Or do you see them and say, oh, look at them. People want to be a hero. Therefore, they look for these ideas of gifts and positions and things like that rather than saying, is there somebody that's hurting? Is it, can I help them? Can I visit them? Because you know what? Generally speaking, you're going to help somebody be saved, healed, delivered when you just being their friend and loving them. And then they open up a door in their heart and you start seeing how, how messed up they are and your heart breaks for them and say, can I pray for you? But generally that's not going to happen when you just walk in like, like you're the, the stuff and you're walking around and it's just going to be, you know, call me when someone needs healed. <laughs> strengths. Strengths are to edify. Strengths are going to be when it's all said and done, he gets the glory and somebody else gets helped. And you're great with that. You're awesome because you know what? Your goal is to glorify God and see people helped. And that is so awesome to you. That's all you ever wanted. But the person that says, I want credit. It was my prayers. It was my gift. It was my effort. Bible says, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. No flesh is going to glory in his presence. That word glory can kind of sort of be interpreted to to seek glory, to brag. No flesh is going to have anything to brag about in his presence. You're not going to stand up and Jesus get it on up here. Come on. I want everybody to see this guy is so great. Oh, she is awesome. Oh, I don't know what we would have done without her. It's going to be Jesus. You get everything. They cast their crowns before him. Amen. No flesh will glory in his presence. It's him. It's him. It's him. We work together to glorify him and see people helped. Our strengths edify. Look what it says there in Acts. Let's turn to it again. Acts 6. Book of Acts, church. This is our pattern for the vision, the mission, the directive of God's kingdom. The book of Acts. This is what we have everything established on. This is what we're, we're trying to say, God, put this in us today. In those days, 
when the number of disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Now, if you don't lose your mind, what's going to happen is we're going to make do something to, to help the problem. There's some people who just lose their mind. Oh, don't you realize there's problems? There's going to be problems. Let's pray and work together for solutions. Amen. Let's work together in a way that we can overcome. Acts 6 verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. What a great principle that we have here for us all. There is just an understanding here that somebody can lift a burden off of somebody else and do what they can do so that somebody else can do what they can't do. Amen. The ministry... I want them to focus on prayer and on getting in the word of God and being the best that they can be. How can I, people talk about lifting the hands of the ministry. But this is a principle that's more than just, just hey, what, what, what is the pastor looking for? Somebody to do, to free up him so he can do what he's called to do. Is there something that can help? See, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of gifted people. Seriously. Don't look and say, Wait a minute. This is a team effort here. Amen. Uh, it's not just, hey, I'm gifted here. Where, where? No, wait a minute. How can, how can your gift help us right where we are? Amen. How can your gift be orchestrated together? And, and the apostles made it very clear. Hey, this is what we do. And here's what you can do to, to take some of that. Burden off. Amen. Well, that's, that should be so easy. We figure, we got that with, with team positions and rankings and the military church. You know, it's, it's, people lose sight of the fact that, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's what we're trying to accomplish. Here's what the will of God is. How can I do something that I can do well? What are your strengths? See, I think a lot of times, I, I really felt this strongly getting ready for this message. I think a lot of times churches and even some, some saints, they, they, they try so hard. They know what their weaknesses are maybe. They know, hey, here's where I struggle, right? They know here's where my besetting sin is. This is what I really struggle with, and they focus on on just, I, I better not do that. And, and that works against them. Right. Like try not to think of something, right? Yeah. right? Do your best to try not to think of this for the rest of this message. And if I gave you something, that's what would be on your mind. I'm not, how do you try not to think about something? So people focus on, I know what my weaknesses are. And I recognize that there's some importance to that. But the best thing you can do is stop a minute and say, hey, wait a minute. What are my strengths? The more you start doing for God, the more you're going to see your strengths come forward. And in that, how can I use my strengths to work towards the goals of the kingdom of God? Amen. Because you are going to have strengths that I don't have. Amen. 
You're going to have strengths that others don't have, and we're not in competition. So you start developing those strengths, focusing on those strengths, praying that God would use you with those strengths. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. That's... uh, Look at what these men did. They look out among you, seven men, honest report. We've got to trust them. Full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. You know, some folks are full of the Holy Ghost and have no wisdom whatsoever. That can be more, that's unknown uh, enough to be dangerous. Whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. <clears throat> I can get excited about this brother, this sister. I get excited for what they're doing. And, uh, and hopefully they'll get excited about what I'm doing. But we look at our strengths. Now, how do we develop those strengths? Like I said earlier, pray. Pray and, and ask God, Lord, Lord, let me see the needs around me and start doing it. At first, there's going to be some things. And still, there's going to be some things. Listen, listen, listen. There's... Plenty of times I'm out here picking up after you guys. I do. There's plenty of times I'm out there shoveling something up in the in the in the parking lot or or hey, it's that is that my gift and my calling? Is that what I'm? Hey, the best gifts are the ones that are needed. And there's times where I can call somebody, but there's other times it's just easier for me to do it. Doesn't. But you know what? When you let me just say this: when you start, just doing what you can. You're going to do some things that are necessary, but maybe not just your gift of calling. Oh, thank you. Is that why you guys are all looking? Thank you, Ashley. See, she did what we're preaching about. But I wouldn't say that's her gift as far as bug collecting. But you do what's necessary. You do what you find around you. And then after a while, you, like I said, you start praying that you'll see these. Pray for people. Pray that the church is blessed, moves forward, that God's kingdom. Pray for revival. Amen. Pray for, for souls. Pray that for, for those that we're, we're asking you to pray about. And then help. Do what you can to help. Not asking you to do what you can't do. Do what you can do. To just be a help. If everybody. Somebody say everybody. Everybody. That's you. If everybody could just say, I I know what one thing I'm called to do. To be a help. To be a help. Amen. Amen. And you look to be that help. After a while, you're going to see your gifts and abilities develop. And God's going to start opening doors. And you do. Just keep doing. Just keep looking for opportunities to do something for God. Amen. I started before I ever preached. I just did everything I could do for God's kingdom. I played a guitar. I had things going on in my head. I didn't even really equate it to sermons. But nobody had ever asked me to preach before. So I started testifying with everything I could and getting in the word of God and and I started writing songs and using those to to just say what God put on my heart. I tried to get out and and, and reach out to any any open door that that God would do. And I could take you down a a, a road of and, and to this day, I, I really believe that's how God 
is just going to work in a way that's not some corporate organized denominational method that is a form of godliness. But God just can, through his spirit, guide you and teach you and work in you and through you in a way that he just brings you to a place where you say, I, I am doing the will of God. I am a blessing and a help. I am doing and, and, and I'm available to the kingdom of God. And my gift is not draw the attention to me as much as tries to edify and build up and glorify God and bless the church and help the church and reach the lost and do everything God's called us to do. Too many people asking God, what is my gift and what is my talent? What is what, what am I supposed to be doing? And they're not. They're not really thinking about, well, God, what what do you do? What does the church need right now? What is what is your kingdom right now in this day? Oh, I know this church is doing this. That's not us here and now. Amen. Well, I know what happened 10 years ago. I know what listen, God's for such a time as this. God's got us together for a purpose. And we've got to recognize, God, what is your will? What do you want to accomplish? And how can I help that happen? And God will work. God will open doors. God will work through you. God will start opening doors and developing strengths in you and, and using you for his glory. Let's bow our heads. God's got a team. God's got a family. Bible says about his body, we are all members of one body. Members in particular. By one spirit baptized into one body. The idea behind that, recognizing there's a foot, there's a hand, a finger or a toe, an ear or an eye. Everybody's so important. Focus on what you can do. Focus on your strength. And how your strength as an ear can work together with the eye for the best of the body. Because the eye is doing something different than the ear can do. And the ear is doing something the eye could never do. But if they're both focused on two totally different purposes, it's a problem. Oh, God, help us to have a heart for the kingdom of God, a servant heart. A heart that says, I must decrease and he must increase. A heart that says, God, use me. You can count on me. You can rely on me to be 
everything that I can be for you, for your glory. Let's pray. Let's all come and pray. a vision, give us an understanding of your will and how I can help do what I can do for your kingdom. praying for me, praying for my direction, for wisdom. God's working in this day in a special way. God's doing some things. If, you're, if your eyes are open, you can see it. There's something special going on in the kingdom of God. I don't want to miss an opportunity to see God just bring just revival in this day I want to be a part of it I want to see what God is going to do as the devil fights God's got a great plan for this last day and you're you've been called to 
to serve God for such a time as this. Be a part of what God is doing. Pray that God would use you for His glory. Let's all stand. God, again, we thank you. Lord, thank you for your goodness, your kindness. Thank you for blessing us and keeping us. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord, in this last day to be a help, to be a strength and encouragement, to be a light, to pray, God, to do all that we can for your kingdom. Bless your people now, God, I pray. Bless each one. Keep us safe, Lord, and just continue to open these doors for for your namesake. We love you so much. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you.